best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball. We'll begin though with Dundalk and they're off to Riga for the second leg of their Champions League qualifier against Riga from Latvia. And Jamie McGrath is on the line. Jamie, how are you? Good morning. Welcome back to the show. How's things? Morning, Jamie. How's things? Great stuff. Not bad yourself? All good, all good. Uh, Jamie, of course, getting ready for the second leg with Dundalk. Um, before we speak about the trip and everything, Jamie, just remind us of the first leg, a score, a straw. So I suppose the main point is Dundalk did not concede an away goal and you'll head over there knowing if you score, it gives you a great chance. But what was the first leg like overall against Riga? Yeah, you kind of summed up there. Uh, nil all draw, Jay. Um, yeah, we probably weren't at our very best uh, at home during night, but um, like you said, the main thing is we didn't concede. Um, we know that what we have to do going out there now and the tie would have been a bit, a lot more difficult if we had conceded at home. So, um, yeah, we like we probably were the better team on the night, um, without maybe creating as many clear-cut chances as we normally do at home. But um, they sat in all all match and they made it difficult first. They came with the intention of getting a draw, and um, they've obviously got that. So uh, it's gonna, they're probably gonna have to come out a bit more in the second leg. So bigger grass pitch will probably suit us as well so um, yeah it's definitely all to play for Yeah I know you know you guys would have done a huge amount of work in the week leading up to the match trying to watch Riga and watching videos and the new video room up in Dundalk and you know Stephen O'Donnell's first opportunity to show his worth as the opposition analyst what did you learn about them playing against them that you saw on the video that you feel may help you for the second leg because it's always much easier to actually play in an actual match against somebody than watch videos and and be able to, to learn exactly what they're going to do and, and maybe how you can beat it yeah exactly yeah Stephen Do- Steve, Stevie done um, massive work so he did he's been over and back so has Vinny and Higgins uh, Rory Higgins so um, they left no uh, stone untouched we we knew what we were up against, and in fairness, um, that's what Riga brought. I don't think we were probably good enough in the final third. Um, so we we had a really good idea what we were up against, and obviously it's only videos. You know, you can't really hundred percent judge on videos. You you get a proper taste when you actually go out and play them. So um, yeah, like I said, we've got that now, and um, we've we'll be doing more video sessions and and practicing and training how to how to break down their formation because they, they tend to play two sitters um in midfield which is probably something unusual. Um as they both don't really bomb on at all so um yeah they're they're a tough side to break down. I think they've only conceded thirteen goals in their season. So um but like I said, uh, we know they're gonna have to come out a bit more now. Um we watch them at home a lot of times and we know what they what they like to do at home. So, um, yeah, like I said, Stephen has, has left no stone untouched. So we'd be in in the morning, or we'd be in later on today, and doing more videos. So we'd be well prepared. Yeah, myself and Jamie speaking early on Sunday morning before he heads off to training. And currently, Riga first in the uh, Latvian top league, the team that's at the moment the best team in Latvia, and. I suppose, Jamie, we, you know, when we're looking from the outside and fans and media and stuff, you go, well, Dundalk, they're playing a team from Latvia, surely they have to win. But then when you're actually playing in the match and they camp their whole team in, in one half and they know how many good attacking players that Dundalk have and they try to stop you, it proves very, very difficult to break them down. And just because, you know, the stereotype is there of, oh, well, it's Dundalk, it should be the team from Latvia, that's not always the case when you're actually on the pitch and you see how organised they are how disciplined they are and, and how they want to make sure that they don't concede goals against you yeah that's it um, 
I think we don't have a right to win any match, especially European matches. We're still not at that constant level yet, but um, uh, probably looking in from the outside, that it was a good draw for us. But um, we knew the quality that they have. They have a lot of internationals. Um, they have a widespread of uh, nationalities in the team as well. They have Brazilians. They have, um, they have a lad from the Congo. So um, they're, uh, they must have a good bit of resources there to bring in these players. So um, obviously looking from the outside in, it's, it's Riga. Like, uh, not many people know about them, but they are a quality side. And like you said, the top of the Latvian league. Um mm-hmm. Which are probably I don't know the strength of the of the whole league as a whole, but um, yeah, they, they are they are a good side. Like, and for you, Jamie, to have been in from the start, you missed a portion of the season through injury, and you've been in and out since then in the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm sure Vinnie Pert and, and John Gill didn't want to to have you playing 90 minutes every week, leading into a very important European campaign, with, which will have a minimum of three more games and hopefully more. So. How is the injury? How far over it are you now? And you've obviously come back just at the right time to get ready and, and be in the team for these European games. Yeah, I think, um, well, originally I'd broken two metatarsals in my foot against Waterford um, down there, which was probably about three months ago now, I'd say. I'd have to guess, yeah, three months ago. So, um, yeah, it was a big blow for me at the time. Uh, I felt like I was doing well uh, in the team and I was good when I got the news because I didn't think it was that bad. Um, but that's football. You're going to get these knocks. And um, I came back, I think I was back into training maybe eight weeks later, which was probably a bit ahead of schedule. But, um, yeah, coming back, uh, in fairness to the physios, Danny and David, uh, they got me back yeah, pretty in pretty good uh, shape. And as a, from a lungs point of view, I felt pretty good because... It's almost like a torture club when you're here injured at this club. There, you're up uh, cycling in the mountains or you're out swimming in the sea. So it's uh, it's tough going when you're um, injured up here. But um, yeah, in fairness, I was back flying and um, I got to the mid-season break. Probably came at a good time. Um, then we had a trip, a uh, week out in Spain, which was great as well for getting back on the pitch and getting min- uh, minutes into the legs. So. Um, mm. I obviously came back against Rovers and made my first uh, appearance and uh, helped the team get the win, which was great. And um, yeah, just like you said, then I, I started coming back into it. Then, and, um, yeah, it was perfect timing coming back into Europe. With uh, I knew Europe was uh, in my head when I was injured, so uh, kind of helped me get back a bit quicker and gave me something to work towards. Yeah, I said this at the time, that Rovers and Doc game. Jamie's pass for Sean Gannon's goal was absolutely perfect. And you <laughs> took a touch, you delayed, you waited for the run, you waited for the space. And it was just the most perfect pass to help your team win that game. And you mentioned the physios there. And I know Danny Miller is the type of physio who likes to keep fit himself and runs and cycles and swims. So he doesn't just ask the injured players to go and do this stuff in the mountains or in the sea. He probably jumps in with you. Uh, Danny, he enjoys this. I don't know how he enjoys <laughs> Hopping into the into the sea at eight in the morning or um, going for sixty k cycles like he's a he's a freak though. <laughs> but um, uh, fair to assume he he gets all the injured boys back uh, in great great shape and uh, I don't know how he does it though. In fairness to him, but he's some machine. 
Yeah, now the second leg, Riga against Undock, takes place at half five this Wednesday. And Jamie, Riga play in the Skonto Stadium. It's a 9,100-seater grass pitch. So we're speaking on Sunday. When will you guys head off? And I know a lot of the players are very, very experienced in Europe now. So heading to a new city and a new hotel and a new stadium won't be anything overly different for you. But again, that's the excitement of of Europe for the League of Ireland clubs, that you're not sure where you're going to go. And I'm sure when you were growing up as a young footballer, you never thought you'd be going to play in a Champions League qualifier in somewhere like Latvia. No, exactly. Um, even when you mention playing Champions League football, you almost get goosebumps because when you're growing up, it's always something you're, you're watching on TV. It's the day when you always watch on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. But um, yeah, we travel out Monday morning, um, I think 11 o'clock. So we'll have Monday evening, we'll have Tuesday, and then the game Wednesday. So um, we'll have a good feel for it then. Uh, we get to train in the stadium uh, normally the day before. So we'll have an idea of the ground. Um, me and Sean Hoare have actually played in the same thing with us back in 2016. We know what it's like. It's a, it's a nice enough stadium. It's a lovely, uh, lovely city as well. So Yeah, Jamie's phone just broke up there a little bit towards that bit, but he said that himself and Sean Hoare played for St. Pat's. That was back in 2015, so experience of the stadium. And um, I'm sure that'll help when, when, when they arrive as well. And Jamie, when you get there as well, you're flying on, on Monday, as I mentioned, and you'll have time to train and, and, you know, lots of time as well for, I'm sure, video work and team meetings and, you know, maybe some work with the physio. But what do you guys do away from the football to relax, unwind and, and, and maybe, you know, change your, your mindset from football to something else? Like uh, on, on the show on, on 98 on Sunday, we spoke to Andy Lyons, Brian Maher and Ushie McIntyre from the Irish 19s and they're off in Armenia for the Euros and they brought seven Playstations with them to keep themselves taking over when they're not uh, playing football. Now, I know they're a bit younger than you guys, but what do you do away from football in these hotel trips and foreign trips to, to occupy the brain? Um, the team is um, had for uh, board games at the minute. <laughs> Robbie Benson uh, is probably the founder of that. He always finds these to know where you get them. To be honest, uh, mad board games, and um, he always seems to have a new one for every away trip. So, um, in fairness, they're great. There's the PlayStation crew as well. The Dairy Tree normally have uh, their PlayStations with them. So, um, there's a good variety there. Um, but the main one is probably the card games or the board games. Yeah, very interesting. Dundalk very good at football and apparently very good at board games. So maybe in the off-season we could invent our very own off-the-ball League of Ireland podcast, Board Game League, and Dundalk surely would be favourites. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Jamie, lastly, back to the football on a serious note. If Dundalk score an away goal, which I'm sure you would really fancy yourselves to do with the attacking players you have... And the other night for Brian Gartland, who just signed a new deal, and Andy Boyle not to start in that game and to keep a clean sheet, albeit at home, I'm sure it will give you guys great confidence. And for you as an attacking player, we spoke about your, your pass for Sean Gannon, and I'm sure Vinny and John are looking for, for the attacking players to come up with a, you know one or two bits of magic, get one or even two away goals, and it gives you a really, really good chance to be into the next round. Yeah, that's it. Um, like you said, we've defended fantastically over the last month or two, so... Um, we're confident of keeping a clean sheet. We're going to have to be on our top game all over. It's probably during the night. Um, our attacking players, we probably didn't have the magic to unlock their defence uh, on the night, which happens at times. But we think we can do a lot better in that in that area. Same big grass pitch. Um, they're going to have to come out and play it more. I think it's going to make it maybe a small bit easier for our attacking players to unlock the door and have that piece of magic. So hopefully, um, like you said, we can get an away goal or two and hopefully keep them out great stuff Jamie McGrath thanks a million for your time I'll leave you off to training now and uh, hopefully that dog in the background doesn't attack you before you head off to Latvia 
<laughs> Thanks very much, Jay. Yeah, Dundalk against Riga. Second leg kicks off in Riga in Latvia at uh, 5.30 this coming Wednesday. So you can catch up on all of the updates for that one. Best luck to Jamie, uh, Vinnie Perth and everybody at Dundalk and that one. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball.